and talking to our friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Bobby Loveless. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Hayden Orr. And I'm Wes Matthijs. Hey, hey, look at that. We got everybody on the line. Awesome. The gang's all here. Everybody's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, me and Wes, have, we've been there. We've just been in the corner, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that is true. Well, one of you's been in a drawer. Would ask if I could switch to the drawer instead of staying in the box all the time. Sure, you can, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can be in the drawer. I can put Ross somewhere else. Yeah, well, uh, I put him up on a, a we'll, high shelf. We'll make some room. Put him on yeah. a shelf. There's just, there's just a handful of people crammed in every like drawer and box. Every time I need a twist tie. I'm in my own little cave today myself. So we were supposed to have an episode of our other podcast, Book Club Member Comics. If you follow that show, we were supposed to have an episode this week, and I just got really sick this week. Very, very ill. And uh, so I'm just kind of still getting over it. But I thought at least we could record an episode for this show, and at least I could have something to put out for you guys, and then we'll pick up with Book Club Members next week. It was easier to do this episode um, one, because when you have five different people, it's less of me talking all the time. And two, <laughs> uh, this is great timing because sort of hyperbora number four is coming out this week. So I thought, yes, let's Ooh. get the issue three discussion out of the yeah. way and get excited for issue four. So this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And here's Danielle to tell uh, you all about it. No, I'm not. Hey, Nora's going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a book club. And you read what we tell you to read, and you enjoy it, hopefully. And if you don't enjoy it, then you can tell us about it. Yeah, or else. Uh, If you don't enjoy it, or if you do enjoy it, or if you think it's interesting, you send us a hey, you damn guys, and let us know what you thought was interesting, or if you liked it, or if you didn't like it, and that's friendship. Yes, awesome. Thank you for that, Hayden. Excellent. I do want to do a big listener feedback episode um, but we do have uh, two bits of listener feedback that I thought we could read this week. Listener feedback. <laughs> we got the whole chorus in there. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out, trades. We got a message from Finn Eckriff. Finn Eckriff. Book Club Club member. member. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Awesome. Yeah, so if you follow the Mignoliverse group on Twitter, you can see a big Twitter thread that Finn put together, and I retweeted it. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. He did a lot of research on the history of Hyperborea. He said... And we can't decide if it's pronounced Hyperborea or Hyperborea. Yeah, there you go. By the way. He said, this is a threat. It's a 32 tweet thread about the Hyperborea mythos in the Hellboy comics. He said, I'm posting this thread because I love the comics, but I'm worried about the use of Hellboy and myths in them, especially the Hyperborea mythos and the connection with the place I'm living, Lower Saxony, Germany. Did you say that he was concerned? Yeah. So I guess like he talks about, so in the thread, I'm not going to read every single no, tweet, but he talks about that basically the history. It's really interesting. He talks about how Hyperboreans were first like, talked about by the greeks and they thought they were they were like these alien super beings or whatever and then um starting with like blavatsky it started to go like towards like more like aryan super beings and then it started to get kind of like twisted into like this like um hyperboreans had a lot of like they were like nazi they were associated with like nazis where is this coming from 
this is in the history. Okay. Right. Like what? Like what are his sources? Like yeah, where is he what? citing these sources? Oh, he, like in the like, in the thread, he posts like a bunch of uh, like books and stuff that he. I okay. think He got a lot well, of information. Well, the word is he has a problem with the word. Well, I guess hyperborean, hyperborean. I think no. in general, he said that he finds the use of like the myth of Hyperborea and Nazi esotericism in Hellboy comics problematic as a whole. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and, I'll pay that. And, and I guess like. I understood that, but I also, um, like, that's not all that it means. Sure. You know, um, yeah. and, and this and, is the first time I've ever heard of this word is in these comic books. So right, if it's right. from another place, exactly, I should be aware of that and I should research that. So that's cool that he's providing information on that, I guess. Yes. But I guess, like, so, okay. And then I also felt like, well, why can't we take something back and make it cool? Like everything. Sometimes gets, you can't. Every everything gets co-opted. Mm, you sometimes know? you can't. What if you go like swastikas well, can't be taken back? Yeah, I know. But like, For what example. if you could go hyperboreans? Like no one knows what the fuck those were. They could be mermaids or whatever, right? Sure. Like. The, uh, you know that's what this comic is kind right. of saying so like that is a little bit different because i for example have no idea what the that that was anything outside of these comic books well and it, it's but that, also, i'm not the whole world though like other people like him might have been exposed to it more growing up sure sure so i'm not the entire world i understood the point sure. and i and and i appreciated all the history right i just didn't really see like what was so controversial about it i mm. guess except like Maybe it exacerbates this idea that Nazis were occultists or that they were, you know, this and that. But then also silly like, or make believe instead right. of a real thing that happened exactly. and affected right. millions and millions exactly. and millions of families. So, like, I, I I get that. I don't know that everybody thinks of that when they think of hyperborean. No, and, I don't know anyone who does. Like but that. just because I don't doesn't mean that this guy doesn't. You know, like I don't know what it's like growing up where he grew up. I have no idea sure. if they all talk about that constantly every day or something. Right, it could be a regional thing. I was going to say before, that's not the only thing that they reappropriate. I mean, they took so many ancient, you know, civilizations. Like, they collected right. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and stole from so many yeah. different places. Neo-Nazis yeah. even today are still trying to, like, appropriate Norse uh Which like, is ridiculous because oh, none yeah. of that has anything to do with any of – it's so ridiculous and stupid. I was just about to bring that up. Thank you. Like, all the Norse mythology – shit like if you see a guy with a thor's hammer tattoo you're like are you just a guy that really appreciates norse mythology and thinks it's fun and cool right. or are you a nazi i don't know so it's yeah. like very yeah you know what i mean you have to kind of yeah. mm, be careful because you don't know because that's and that really sucks because i personally think like norse mythology is fun and cool yeah, and yeah. i have like books about oh, like yeah. this is fun and cool you know like it's like to me it's like yeah. greek mythology or Roman mythology, it's just kind of like, this is fun and cool to read these stories, and it's kind of right. interesting and neat, and like there's comic books about it, and those are fun and cool. And um, so to hear that, like, when, like you know, this was happening for a while, but like to hear that, like, neo-Nazis were trying to co-opt all that stuff as like, they're, I was like, get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah. What does that have to do with any, it has, makes no sense, but they do, and it's like, well, so to your point, John, about like, well, at what point can you try and take it back and be like, no, you can't have this, it's kind of like, yeah, that I feel like have they been successful at that or not? I feel like that's still ongoing. So that's kind of like a thing that people are like, no, actually, 
And yeah. some people are like, I'm not sure. And so I don't know. Yeah, and is the answer. And and Finn even sent me a private message, and he was like, "Look, I really love Hellboy comics." Sure. He showed me like a picture of his bookshelf. He's got like every single trade that exists. Right. And he was just like, um, "People wouldn't. He, he wouldn't like, have gone that in depth if he didn't yeah, like those comics and, or care about those." And comics. he was like, uh, "And I was telling him, well, I, I think it's an important it's point to that you talk raise. about. You know. So anyway, um, you can check out that thread on Twitter. Let us know what you think about that. You know." Personally, I just I didn't really know what to take away from. from it's good that. to be aware of that and keep yeah. it in mind and but, be mindful of it. I suppose, but I, yeah, yeah awareness. awareness. But I I didn't really see it as yeah. I didn't really I guess I didn't really see it as problematic. I don't know the way that it's done. Like yeah, I mean yeah, definitely not in America. They're, they're mermaids or whatever. Say. You know what I mean? Like w- like we were even talking about the depictions of hy- hyperborans in the Hellboy comics, ha- whenever they show them, they're Sean Shin or whatever. I mean, they're, right. they're, they're brown people, right. you know, most of the time. I was going to say in Conan, they're really tall, bald, extremely pale. Mm. Right, people. right. Yeah. That Like have lived for, you know, lived for hundreds mm. and hundreds of years and get bored with life. And they have like a suicide. Not like that. Wow. Thing that when they're like they're like done with life, it's very just different from the thing that we are reading about. From what I remember, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so, uh, right. I remember. Uh, that reminds me of uh, Midsummer. You know when the okay. in, if any of you have seen that movie, I have not yeah, seen yeah, it. Yet. I have not seen no. that. Uh, well, uh, it does, it's not a spoiler for the whole movie, but uh, the the little community in Norway that they go to visit, it's like an off the grid, like pretty much a cult. And once you reach like the age of eighty, and your usefulness to the community like essentially ends, they have like a ritual suicide where they jump off of this cliff. Okay, but that's well, interesting because that's that's like a Norse community yeah. where they've kind of gone back to like more, you know, like uh, right, old, right, olden time roots. I wonder if that's like an actual um, maybe a little thing that uh, uh, Robert Howard took from you know real myth or history to oh put right in the yeah. i do not know i do i i do not know i do wonder though uh, again coming back to john your point about like at what point can you say no you can't have that and at what point is it lost like so certain symbols are certain whatever etc at what point can you be like mm, it's not quite there yet we can still make an attempt to be like no you can't have it so yeah. like because there's all kinds of different myths and words and symbols and et cetera, imagery or stories yeah. or whatever that's used and reused by different cultures and different, you know, purposes and stuff across time and cultures. And so I don't yeah. know, but I just, I feel like the less prominent ones like that, like this, for example, like we keep saying, like, I, I don't know, this is my first, this is the first time yeah, I've heard yeah. about that. So I don't know. I yeah, don't know. exactly. So I feel like, that's not really how they've been. That's not really how that has been portrayed in the comics. And so I, I just thought kind Mike of Mignola like, made that shit up. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it comes from an original and like it's been co-opted from yeah. actual like Greek mythology. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like the actual uh, uh, yeah. if you go to that thread. <laughs> yeah. That's the very initial okay. mention of hyperborns is through Greek mythology. So it's kind of like that was so Mignola might have pulled that from 
you know, right. Lemuria, uh, Babylon, all sure. that stuff, you know, Hyperborea. Well, I remember oh, the let's first time I name. ever saw the movie Troy, I was like, that didn't happen in the Iliad. But it's kind of like, what's a fucking movie? Who gives yeah, a yeah. shit? It's just supposed to be like, it's, you know. And, and think if you're going through all these Greek names and you go Hyperborean, Hyperborean, cool that looks fucking cool. Fucking okay. Cool oh, yeah. Name. You, you know that. what I mean? Yeah, so I'll have that. I think that it might be as simple as that. But in either case, I wanted to bring up the point Good. and I thought it was interesting. And so thank you, like Finn, for all the research. Yeah, thank you for all the research and let us know what you think of all that. It is interesting either way to know about this thing. Yes. Regarding our issue three discussion, uh, we got a nice quote retweet from Rob Williams. Rob Williams, comics writer. Yeah, amazing writer uh, for this book. He said, uh, considering Rob I'm, Williams. Yeah, he said, considering I'm new to writing in the Hellboy universe, it's cool to have the hardcore fans discussing the sort of hyperborea and the work by Lawrence Campbell and Quentin Winter. Um, that they're doing on the series. So thank you for that. And Mark Tweedell said, you guys need to jump on the show somehow. And Rob responded to that. He said, if you want us on, maybe after issue four has been out, happy to talk about it. Fun. Very fun. Yes. Would love that. that would be so, so much there fun. You know. That would be so fucking cool. Awesome. So yeah, looking forward to that in the near future. Hopefully we can put that together. Awesome. Uh, also, I just have to point out, and I've probably done this already but quentin winter is a dope ass name it is very good oh yeah, oh, yeah. you mentioned that in the last episode i'm yeah. sure i did i'm sure i did <laughs> sounds like a secret agent name it's just a good name <laughs> yes and uh we're getting hyped for issue four coming out this week we if are. you're listening to this episode i think it's coming out tomorrow right oh, okay um this week we're discussing sort of hyperborea ish i keep saying it different every single time <laughs> That's sort <fine>. of hyperborea <laughs> Issue three, this was uh, released on March 16th, 2022. Story by Rob Williams and Mike Mignola. Art by Lawrence Campbell. Colors by Quentin Winter. Letters by Clem Robbins. And then this amazing cover is by Lawrence Campbell and Dave Stewart. I love this cover. Let's talk about this cover really quick. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. I just like the diving suit imagery is just like really cool. But then he's got a cool glowing sword. Yeah. It immediately made me think of like... um, Old school Abe, what was his name? Langdon uh, Call. He was in like the oh, old school yeah. diving. Club. Oh yeah. It yeah. also made me think of the Osiris yep. Club guys, those old guys, right? Or are those the guys yeah, that go yeah. into the little robot suits? Yeah, and the suits. We see a lot of like this kind of sure. you yeah. know imagery and whatnot. I feel bad because so. I just look at the sounds like this looks cool. Yeah. I like how it looks. <laughs> it looks cool. And you're like, oh, it harkens back to all of these just just a lot of deep cuts. And I'm just like, oh, it it does. I agree with this opinion that you've had i'm just over here like me me like how it look yes the y in the font of hyperborea and then also every letter every single letter in hyperborea if you look at this has the sword motif on it and i love that more than i can say because i love fonts and i love how they took this font and they were like we're gonna make a font it's a sword font yeah yeah nice use of seraphs and the fonts (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that it's a sword serif. Well, and it's got the little wear marks, too, uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. someone's been hacking away yeah. at the letters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Very nice. It's delicious to Good me. Good job. I love it so I much. I love that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, so I thought this time we could jump uh, right to Wes. Just, Wes, what is uh, any of your kind of just general thoughts on the issue? What did you think? I, I thought they gave us so much in this issue that I was like, oh, my, everything was like eye candy and soul candy and question. <laughs> Like it just gave me more information and made me ask more questions at the same time. You know, it was like overload, sensory overload. It was awesome. 
I got to admit, when I first started reading it, I was like, damn, I, I really I kind of want to see more of that vampire werewolf lady. But uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, um, no, I think it was, I mean, like, you know, I, I think I said this in the last episode, but um, Lawrence Campbell's work uh, on this series is just like so, so great. I mean, he really like is just fucking knocking it out of the park like these the um the really quiet moments especially where he's down there like in the wreckage of the blimp and it's just like that huge top half of the page and he's so small uh and he's just surrounded by the bones of the you know the crash zeppelin it's just so fucking awesome and also i mean getting into like the the mythology stuff you know where once he gets the sword and he sees that spirit by the way I don't think that's the same spirit that we've been seeing. That's a different spirit, isn't it? Oh, really? I thought it was the same the one. The mythic warrior, right? Is it? So this this mythic warrior is like a mermaid, right? Yeah. It, it looks feminine, and she's got it's like, like a, a fish, fish tail. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I want to say the armor's different too, maybe? I need to. I'm going to go back and look. Because <laughs> I thought it was the exact same person. We just got more of it. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. It's a very different person. So that's interesting too, that it like. I think the, the sword can channel like any Hyperborean spirits, maybe instead of just so, that one. Yeah. So let's talk about this. When the spirit does appear, um, it says the seven cities of Hyperbarum, the Empire, Urasan, Hypos, you hold the blade, right? And then later it says uh, defend the city of Atlantis, right? Yeah. So I think Atlantis is one of the cities. Maybe each city has its own mythic warrior, like each. Maybe because um, Galdinar doesn't when he dies or something. Doesn't it say like Urasan? I and think it says, so. Yeah, and it says that here. So is that maybe his city, his mythic warrior was the Urasan warrior, and this mythic warrior is the Atlantean warrior, and then there's one for Hypos, and there's one for whatever all the other cities are. I don't know. That's just what I, I was. Oh, I was thinking. I think that might be. That's a good thought. Yeah, I if, think you're onto. Yeah, I think you're totally I think onto it, there. You might. I think you might really be on the right track, especially if the sword is like channeling the spirit of like that. You know, one particular warrior. Maybe that's why Galdinar and Howards are so like borderline unstoppable. Is because they're uh, possessed by like the mythic warrior who is like bred to protect an entire city of Hyperboreans from you know, lizard people or, uh, right. I see. Him. Cause he, I mean, he starts fighting those lizard people and he just like, I mean, <laughs> just fucking chops through them like hot butter. I mean, he's just going through them. No problem. So, I mean, let's talk about this a little bit. What did you think of this where, okay. So all of a sudden now we're in this golden underwater city. I mean, the color palette completely changes. There's lizard people with red eyes, and he's just chopping at him. I mean, what what did you, what did you think of this? What, what was your reaction? I uh, so first of all, my this page, I just had to stop and stare at this panel for a very long time. Where the mythic with warrior. the mythic warrior shows up because the golden colors, etc., and yeah. the, the the composition of it, beautiful, amazing. Yeah, when he's just like, sure, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's all there needs. It doesn't need to be. A, I love that. That's that was my reaction to this where. She's just like, I ask you, my warrior, to be my champion. Defend me. Defend the city of Atlantis against the Nag on Ra. And he goes, yes. <laughs> that, to me, was just, I, I said this out. I was just like, yes, while I was reading it. Because that, that's all I need. I don't need, like, 
a big soliloquy from the guy to be like, oh, I don't know. What about this and that? Huh? What's going on? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't need any of that. I just see this guy like, yes. And then chopping up (laughs) monsters, etc. Yeah. I thought that was a fantastic way to do that scene because so much of this is bogged down by give me more exposition, though. No, I don't need that. Just I need a guy being like, yes, I will. (laughs) One word. Yes. And then he's got the sword and he's going at it. I think that's fantastic. The I appreciated the Photoshop brushes that were developed for this blood effect in the water here. That's what I was going to say. Like, you really get that floaty sense like it would. I guess like. It's hard to imagine like fighting fast underwater because there is right. friction, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't be moving it, that yeah. fast, but it would still be pretty incredible. I guess if you're like super yeah. powered magical yeah, sword powers, you maybe you go a little bit faster, but still there would be a lot of It gives that kind floatiness, of floatiness, yeah. The friction that you kind of see it. It's really amazing. But I did want to go down my rabbit hole a little bit more. You know, it wouldn't be the Hellboy book club if I didn't do like a shit ton of research for no reason. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> So I, I so I couldn't get over this seven cities of Hyperbarum. So we we talk about Urasan and Hypos. They're mentioned here. So I was trying to think of what are, what are the other cities. So Thadadris was one of the cities that we saw in BPRD, the Black Goddess. Could that be one of the cities? Um, Gorinum is the capital city of Hyperbarum that's mentioned in the island. That's the Golden City. Obviously, Atlantis is mentioned here. Um, I also checked the Hellboy wiki. In the Hellboy wiki, Mark Tweedell mentions Leto. I don't know where that one, mm. I don't know what comic that one is right. uh, mentioned in, but I trust that if it's in the Hellboy wiki that it's mentioned somewhere. Sure. Um, so that's six. Okay. Um, so like, is is that, are those the seven cities or what? Is one of them What's Chicago? The, uh... Oh, Chicago. They, they keep mentioning wait, Chicago, Chicago, right? Is that yeah. the seventh city of the hyper? Holy shit. That's they fucking nuts. Anyway, over and over. That's so funny. I'm just imagining King Thoth, like naming six of the cities, and then he gets to the seventh, and he's like, and Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, isn't, so. isn't the one in Frankenstein Underground, isn't that one of the seven that the, he. Oh. The, that those dudes have, like, taken over? Yes, which one? Uh, which one is that one? Um, I can't remember, but I think it is because it's got one of the seven Vril uh, daughters of Thoth in sure. there. So he's yeah, looking at his bookshelf, folks. Folks, he's pulling something out of the bookshelf. <laughs> Hold on, research on the fly. Wait, that's he is. He's like a scribe amongst a bunch of tomes and scrolls, <laughs> like Gandalf, just, and he's looking for the. I was literally about to say I was picturing. I was picturing Gandalf in the library. Yes. And me, I'm over here looking at this comic book page where I'm like... Doesn't he call it Shangri-La or something like I'm that? I'm looking or? at these comic oh, book pages. Oh, yeah. Shambhala. 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 Because Shangri-La is the other place that the monster ends up, isn't it? Or it's the same place, but like reborn. And then at the end of Devil You Know, isn't that where humanity goes? Yeah. Something like well, Shangri-La and Shambhala are also like stuff that's in other myths. These are all other myths. Like, I mean, he, yeah, at one sh- point, Hellboy had Excalibur. So, true. You know, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel Shangri-La like, is like, like Tibetan, is. isn't it? Yeah, I feel yeah. like this is all kind of just from yeah. every place all the time. Yeah. Well, and they also like Lemuria and Babylon have been mentioned. Yeah. So, like, do those count or I don't know. like? Wasn't hyper like? The time that Hyperborea was around, 
and I could be wrong, but from what I remember, at least from Conan, it was it was like like when the world was all all the land was like one continent all together. Like it was all that's close called, together. And then Atlantis went underwater has, and everything that has broke away. That's called Pangea, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's when Hyperborea was That's when it was a thing. Like you guys yeah. are doing yeah. all this around. research over here. I'm just staring yeah. at this comic book page like them velociraptor heads. Because <laughs> if you look at their heads, they're zero, definitely zero velociraptor heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I love that the uh the mermaid lady, she has like it's like on a like a shaft. Her this her blades well, on big, like, a like a spear long sword. shaft. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. yeah, like a spear sword or I don't even know what it's like, like it's super cool. Sword spear. Speaking of that, I did want to mention really quick. Um, I know, I think yeah. all of us here have backed the um, the Mike Mignola documentary on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if if you think of the Ben Stenbeck print that they did for that, uh, you know, it's got mm. Baltimore Hellboy and Sir uh, Edward yeah. Gray and Frankenstein on it. If you look in the background, yeah. Frankenstein has a staff that has the Hyperborean Ooh. sword on it, like, or it's Ooh. like a spear. Yeah, no. oh, nice. it's kind of like this one that she has. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that just reminded me of that. I think that's just a fun little print. Is she but... a vision, and the sword is that, but it's broken off, and the handle is the nubbin right. now. Right, yes. Did it used to look that's like that? That's what I was thinking. Did it used to look like that's that? That's so fucking rad. I always, uh, assume, I always assume that's what it was. That's what I thought okay. when I saw this. Cool, cool. I'm there. catching up with you guys then, because... <laughs> I'm like looking at the pretty pictures the whole time, and you guys are like, "What if it's connected to this one issue from 20 years ago?" <laughs> well, if I if I remember correctly, the sword, like the sword that we see uh, all the time, was broken from like a regular looking sword version, and then Galdinar's grandfather like stuck it on a stick and taped it up. If I oh, remember right. correctly, yes. Yeah. Because shorter the uh, and shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other history is longer and longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like forty feet long. It's like that yeah. berserk uh gut yeah. sword meme where it just keeps going and going and going. But yeah, because yeah, like when you see the Mythic Warrior, I think when James Heron draws him, he has the like the original version of the sword where it's like on a hilt. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. pretty sure that's what happens. Because nice. in uh, the Abyss of Time, I think there's like a panel where he's like, you know, using leather straps to sort of like put the sure. broken blade into the stick and use it. Right. You know, backing up a little bit before he actually goes down and gets the sword. Um, I like the whole interaction he's having with the brotherhood. Like, and the only reason they hired him is just to retrieve the crystal. And so it's making me wonder what's more about this crystal. That's, you know, I mean, it's a real crystal obviously, but um, they don't even seem to be interested in the sword at all. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's interesting, Aubrey. Let, let's talk about this a little bit because the story revolves around this diver they guy. Want the um, it's Victor Olson. I really like him. Uh, I saw a great thread in Mike Mignola's art where people were, were remarking how much he resembles the actor Oliver Reed. Okay. Um, he's oh, an English yeah. actor oh, yeah. for his upper middle class macho image and Hellraiser lifestyle. He's best known for. A ton of movies. Um, he was the old grizzled trainer in The Gladiator. Oh, That's probably what him. you would recognize him He's from. He's great, yeah. Um, but he was also in The Three Musketeers, Revolver, Tommy, The Brood. Yeah, tons of movies. Well, and then I, well, I also like how we find out like this guy isn't like some like saint or anything. Like he like he had a wife, but the wife moved far away from him. Took took her and the kids away from him because apparently he was like you know he just couldn't stop drinking or. And right. hitting her in yeah. the face, yeah, yeah he was a, which yeah. is yeah. physical violence, and it's bad. We don't like that. Yeah, but we don't like that at all. Remembering this, and obviously very 
Well, the and the old guy Sad in the, about that. the the old guy in the half mask. That's Henry Cyril Moore. That's the same guy who hired and framed, you know, Grafling de Gotha 24 years earlier. Can I say, when this guy showed two. up, he's like wearing this Phantom of the Opera mask yeah. and like a white tie tux on a boat in the middle of like, you go down there. You go down there and get a thing. <laughs> and start trying to be intimidating under these circumstances, I just feel like, what are you? Come on. What are you doing, my man? This is, I would yeah. be like, I'd just be like, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, he's a he's a and fancy then what, are we all sing a big number about our feelings about the subject or what like this guy is just he's like i i'm telling you what to do and i'd just be like fuck off what fuck off with your fucking well, that's what he does i mean that is yeah. what he does yeah. until he threatens his family yeah i'm just saying we're not in our little meeting room with the big table and the candles and the dusty paintings everywhere like we're the, like just i feel like divorced from that context these guys look ridiculous when they're all dressed <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. When there's a bunch of those guys and they're having their little meeting in a spooky mm-hmm. mansion. Yeah, sure. It's they still great, look ridiculous. like he's just like on a fucking like a shrimping boat or something. Yeah. Like, Put what is he well, doing? You can wear something more. Profitable. You can wear jeans. You can wear <laughs> jeans when you're out here. You could get like a nice fisherman sweater. He's playing the evil part. But I also wonder, like, did he destroy his face? And that's why he kept the mask on or split in half. Like, why a full mask before and now only a half mask? Oh. Oh, right. It was a full mask in the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was. The, 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 yeah, why is it a half mask now? Maybe he got demoted because he didn't get the... They just, they remove, like, quadrants of your mask. They're like... They were like... He, uh, he no. fails you, this you, time and he only has a quarter of a mask. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the Phantom of the Opera was part of this cult. Just not a high-ranking level one. No. Well, one thing I also liked about this is, like, um, he's like, hey, guys, you know, we need to get out of the waters now because the, uh, the fog is lifting and we're, like, right in the middle of, like, in the middle of the war between, like, England and Germany and we'll get you know they'll, they'll shoot the boat down and they're like no you have to go down now and then like when he's down there you see the boat get destroyed and it's like had they just listened to him and come back like the next day they probably would have gotten what they wanted <laughs> that shot too where he sees the boat being destroyed underwater like oh, that's yeah. incredible like i mean hey up. hey lawrence campbell like we want you to draw this guy he's on the ocean floor and he's watching his boat get destroyed but it's all happening underwater just do no that. problem and he's just like boom lawrence campbell said no problem that's incredible John, i'll do that it's also you, terrifying John. it's also yeah, terrifying, no, it's terrifying you know worst nightmare for sure 100 yeah. percent. oh yeah because like yeah. as soon as he he sees it he's like uh my, my air because his you know yeah. his air cords are like slowly floating yeah. down he's like fuck Yep, and a bazillion eyes pop out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's already already a bad situation, and then the eyes just make it like a, like an immediately even worse situation. <laughs> just like, come on, are you kidding me right now? So I wonder why the lizard, n- none of the lizard people grabbed the sword. Or is it part of like some, like ethereal plane? Listen, right, listen, listen, okay. listen. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. true, it is magic. <laughs> You know, um, when he's going down, Lawrence Campbell and Quentin Winter build the mood so well. Um, first of all, that shot where he's sinking down and it's just his eyes just burning a hole into Cyril Moore because he's making him go down there. Yeah. Like there's that one shot right there. I really love that. And then um, I thought this was interesting. So uh, as he's going down, we see this uh, pattern. Okay, we see him in the diving suit. He remembers his wife. He's going down. Then we see the wolf. It says Chicago. Then we see an eye. And then we see a hen playing a guitar. There's also a similar pattern in issue one. In issue one, there's a page that has leaves, then the wolf's eye, then the eye, then like a circle porthole. 
which I feel is alluding to this issue because yes. it looks like a diving suit and then it has mm-hmm. the hand with the guitar. Oh. So, so this might be the next person you're saying? So I'm thinking the hand with the guitar might be the next person and maybe the eye is grappling to Gotha. That was the past person. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You know well, what if I mean? You, if so... you've seen the cover for the for the next issue, I think that is very... Yeah, yeah. it has a guitar case where he keeps yeah, the sword in the guitar so, case. Yeah, right? so um, I thought that was pretty interesting. But whose eye, though? Well, I, that's what I was wondering. If is that grappling to Gotha, or is that somebody that we? Oh, haven't seen? Yeah. yeah, that's the maybe. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think yeah. it is. I think that's the past, yeah. and that's okay. the yeah. and he's the current. And then it harkens back to this one line from they show him getting interviewed in an earlier scene. Why would anyone want to be a deep sea diver to be alone? I really like that. So it, it just yeah. uh, all that is just really artfully done. It's really beautiful. He gets out of there after he fights all the lizard people. We also right. see that the mythic warrior is now a statue, and it says Chicago. And so that made me think of um, the third wish. In the third wish, the father, is, isn't he like a statue? But he's also like a ghost you know, what I mean, he talks to the daughter, the father of the mermaid. Remember, she's trying yeah, to is win. He a statue? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a statue of yeah. him. Okay. Yep. And but then he's also a ghost. Okay. But then they also show a statue of him. Sure. And so it made me think of that because well, they're both kind of like fish Give people. Could ghost. Yeah. And d- don't they reveal later that he was a guy? Wasn't there like another story later that harkened back to the third wish? In Koshi, uh, the Deathless, he kills that yes. guy. Yes. Yes, exactly. Or he kills him okay. for the Baba Yaga. Yes, something like that. Thank what? you for helping me remember that. Victor Olsen gets out, and he has the real crystals and the sword. And he puts yeah. them on the shelf right above the bar in his bar. <laughs> yep. And I don't understand well, why. Did you also notice that his bar is called Second Chances, and the boat that his family was standing next to was called Second Chances? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I get that. That's that. Nice I, probably, I probably would hide these items, yeah. though. I probably wouldn't have yeah, them in plain sight. You probably wouldn't do that. Because if I truly believed all these things happened and that yeah, these items not. were magical and, and really important and special. Because it seems like he does believe that these happened and he doesn't think it was all a dream or that he was right. or anything like that. So he's, he's asserting that this really happened and is real. Why are these objects... These venerated items just on a shelf above the bar, as though they're like a sure, tacky yeah, yeah. seaside town. Yeah. Such a weird maybe station. that way he can see them. He can see sure, them at all yeah, times. Maybe. maybe he never leaves that bar. Maybe he's he got sleeps a bed right behind, there. Yeah. He wakes up. He okay. stands maybe. at all times. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, think about Howard's and he, Howard's and connection he watches to the them sword. You know, maybe I would at I least know. put them under my bed or I something know, right? like or that. Lock them away at night. But then you got to check on them. What if somebody took them while you weren't looking? Like, this way, he can see sure. them yeah. at all yeah. times. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to make up an argument. I think what I'm saying is that this guy doesn't display very good judgment. No, he's not the smartest. Well, he yeah. probably doesn't think again. anybody's after it, to be honest with you. Sure. But well, he's telling stories about it constantly, though. Or he thought they all died. Yeah, that, that was died. my question, is like, so they tell him that if he doesn't go down there and get the thing, then they have people waiting to kill his family. Then when the boat goes down and he thinks that everything's gone to shit right before the mythic warrior shows up, he goes, oh, God, Marilyn, you, the others, I'm so sorry. OK, then all this stuff happens. Then he's in the bar later. And then at the end, he's like pouring the drink out, looking at the picture and crying. So, like, did his family get killed or is he still just is he just still separated from them and he misses them or like what happened? Like I was that was one thing that like 
because then that adds a whole other sad layer to this and that may be why he seems out of sorts sure or maybe he's like snapped and you know what i mean maybe that's why he leaves it on the shelf and he doesn't seem to care is because he's snapped you know in, in the beginning he's like and that's why i called it hitting the bottom but like he didn't really hit the bottom. Like this is this where is this is him hitting yeah. the bottom. Well, you the know? bottom yeah. would be if he lost the bar and couldn't keep his business anymore. But I digress. Yeah. Well, more so, it's right? It's bad. It's um, bad, is what you're saying, and I agree. So no good. you know, that's that's another thing that I was like thinking about in terms of this character. And again, like they give us this one character that's so good, and then they're like, "That's it," you know, um, kind of like grappling to Gotham the last. By good, one. you mean compelling, I assume. Like, it's yeah. A, he's a, yeah, you yeah. Know, this, yeah, they they do a lot with a little in one issue. They can give us like so Pouring much, just like a nice crisp Coca Cola, just like Wes was saying. But here we do see Mister Enos. This is the guy that was with Cyril Moore. Um, I don't even know if that old guy would still be alive. Yeah, got his face smashed with. Yeah, the... he got his face um, smashed with the with the bottle. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that old guy's gonna pop up in the next issue. I feel like he's just too much of a esoteric dickhead like one of those villains that just keeps like right. von klempt kind of he just keeps surviving like more and more insane like unsurvivable things less and less of a mask until he just has like a monocle like that's all yeah. that's left or whatever. <laughs> it's just just an opaque monocle <laughs> i i do want to get like i it's magic no no doubt about it it's magic and so there it could be anything and there's no real rules but do you guys think that he actually killed lizard people in atlantis before he got teleported to the beach. Oh yeah, I totally do. I have the exact same question. Did he do it or was that like an, on an ethereal plane or some weird, like were they actually in the bottom of the ocean? I mean, still they, think it's magic. Like was it's he experiencing a, it, it, a Oh, it's absolutely story. magic. There's no doubt about it. But I, I think maybe there's some time fuckery, like okay. something. Cause you know, yeah. you know, Galdinar is caveman. And Howard, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that um, Magic and time I think it's the same thing as Galdinar. I mean, I think it did happen. Did it happen in 1940 when the when he went down and did, maybe maybe not? You know what I mean? Maybe it happened at some other time, but like it, it the sword transported him somewhere else or to another time or to another something. We've even seen the multiverses uh, with yeah. Johan's death and stuff like that. So. I think it did happen. Did it happen at that moment or did he travel to a different time or to a different place and do that and then come back? Um, yeah, I think that's more likely, you know, but I think it did happen. I, I think that it, it it is something that actually happened. But um, I think when we talk about time travel, we talk about being able to experience time in a different way because it's like that's it's not because like, OK, you talk about like just very briefly like you know to a 2d being a hypothetical 2d being would see three dimensions as being like the way that we see time the fourth dimension right so a being that could see time differently the way that we see two dimensions is would be the way that they see three dimensions and so on and so forth so for example if we were a fifth dimensional being and we could see perceive the fourth dimension i.e time uh-huh. as two dimensions like it, a big bookshelf in Interstellar. Yes. So in a wimbly uh-huh. wombly way. And so that would mean that we would be able to perceive what we would say say as time, but like all of it all at once. Yeah. And so when if you ask that kind of being like, 
time travel, they'd be like, time travel? What right. does that mean? It's here it is. Here is the time. Or you say, right. what about if you want to go to another time? They go, another time? Right. What are you it talking happened. about? Here is the time. Here it, it is right it, here. Yes. It's here. It's happening. It did happen. It will happen. It is. It's. This is it. Like, this is the one. I don't know what you're talking about. Another time. So, like, yeah. I think about it like that. I try to think about it like that. You try when you to say, break like, your brain as much as possible. No, I just mean when you issue. say another time, what do you mean another one? Here, there, time is time. It's not a thing. It doesn't. That's my way to not, conceptualize it to myself. But, yes, I, I see what you're saying. I just, yeah. mean, like I the, just mean, like, it's not anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's it's like the aliens say, from uh, Arrival. Like, they. Okay, sure. They yes. perceive it in a different way. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and they then they, like, they. Uh, they make her able to like experience time sort of similarly to them. Sure. So all those flashbacks that you see in the movie and are actually like their her language, etc. That was really interesting. And you know, yeah. that arrival when I just briefly, I love. I was I've been waiting for a movie like that because I'm always. But I was so disappointed that it still ended in that in the same. Because it was, I was always like, I wonder if we could ever get an alien movie where they're not invading so much as trying to communicate with us. That would be so interesting. But no one will ever make that movie because it's not interesting enough for. Most people, you know, it's not like an action movie. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like enemies, like enemies, aliens, bad. But then they made it and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. And I just wanted more of that. But then it was like, now nah, we got to have explosions. Now we have to have this happen. So anyway, um, I was really excited about that movie <laughs> and I wish we could have well, more stuff like that. I haven't read it, but it's based on a short story that apparently a oh, lot cool. of people say gets more into the idea of like aliens, those aliens and humanity, like sort of combining in yeah. a way to where humanity, all of humanity sort of becomes like oh, time is a flat circle for them in mm -hmm. a way, you know, right. um, I can't remember the name of it, but if I'm sure if you look up like arrival sure, sure. short story, that's so cool. Like Dr. Manhattan experiences his life yes. all at once. Yeah. So like, kind of like that. Yeah. So I just sort of. wonder, I wonder if the way that they're trying to communicate the idea of time here is in that of like, they're trying to get us to perceive it in a different way than we're used to, like a linear way. Sure. Instead, they're trying I to think get us it to be is. like, what if you were trying to perceive it in a different way besides that? I think you're right, because especially when you look at like the relationship or the connection between Galdinar and Howard's, I mean, they uh -huh. are they're yeah. literally experiencing each other's lives sort of like at the same time. Yeah. If we could perceive time the way that we perceive two dimensions, if we were a fifth, fifth dimensional being or higher, right. we could see, perceive the fourth dimension, the way that we perceive lower dimensions, etc., what would that be like? And so I wonder if they're trying to do that and they're just like, what if it doesn't matter? And this is just a really cool fucking story, the way that we're telling yeah, it. Yeah. And the whole Galdinar thing of like, that's just a cool concept. What if it's just cool and we'll make you break your brain? That's not our job. You do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I like that where they're leaving it up to us. I think that's really cool. I don't want them to really explain that too much because I feel like that would take some of the magic out of it. Or would it? Maybe they'll come up with a really good way of doing right. that, and it'll be really satisfying. And I'm wrong. Like that would be. Or cool maybe too. it'll just break our brains even more. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. I'm cool with maybe, that as well. Yeah. That's obviously also cool. But yeah, awesome. I don't know. Um, yeah, great discussion. Well, I wanted to say, you know, it's been a minute since I've read the Sledgehammer comics, but maybe that's like, because you know the big the big purple eyes and the the guy in the suit that dies before what's his name gets in there or his spirit gets in there, like. Right. The way that it talks to him, that's I think that's how it, that being is now experiencing time and existence is like sort of fifth Ooh. dimensional because he keeps right. saying he's like this doesn't matter, like this happening right now doesn't matter, like yeah. you know it's it's all pointless. Man. 
Right. He's like, I'm so far beyond like human, like understanding, like you should give yourself over to the Vril and become like me. I'm moving to Mars. Yeah. I'm building a castle. Uh, So I think um, maybe like Vril, when you're so like into the Vril in this universe, maybe you do sort of become like a fifth dimensional sort of fellow and you just are kind of like experiencing time. Yeah. Yeah. You're experiencing higher than yeah. yeah, it's previously not. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Because the Vril is the thing. We keep coming back to that. That's the the channel by which all of this is happening. So it's just kind of like that's the the stuff of reality, the universe. I don't know how whatever you want to call yeah. it or whatever you want to reference, but that's that's the whole deal. And so everyone wants to to know what it's all about and wants to be Harness able to it. whatever exactly, yeah, but yeah. you can't because it's like be it's not a thing that can be fucking harnessed it's just a thing that is channeled somehow well it almost seems like it's like a you you get chosen like the mythic warrior appears before you and says hey i'm gonna give you this power for a little bit to fuck shit up who has used vril more than anyone in any of these stories liz Uh, Liz. yes yeah yeah Yeah. she becomes becomes the fucking she becomes the seed for the next world yeah so Mm -hmm. ender and creator yeah yeah and that's the vril it's yeah. creation it's destruction it's all of this yeah. thing it's the it's the fucking it's just re- the nature of reality in lightning form i suppose in crystal form sure etc many forms i don't know but in time form etc etc <laughs> and so you know the different incarnations have been what all these stories have been about ultimately yeah I am fascinated by the fact that they keep fascinating me with this stuff i yeah. can't believe how many stories they've gotten out of this concept it's awesome Oh yeah, yeah, and the storytelling itself is so good, and still questions the art the and the writing and all of it coming together, the coloring and everything, even the fonts. This is just a, a bunch of great teams telling a bunch of great stories, and why are we still talking about this twenty something years later, almost thirty years later? It's that good. We're chopping at those uh, fonts with the sword. It's true. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, just like Wes said, and and Danielle just said. I mean, the the main stories ended like. I mean, it's yeah. over essentially, but then they're releasing stuff like this that still got us all like, "What the fuck does this mean?" Like, oh, I, I need to, I need to fully understand the secret of the Vril Crystal, even though like we know, we know that like Hellboy's dead, Abe's dead, Liz is the seed of a new world, and like humanity is living in the center of the earth. At, really, at the end of this story, essentially, but we're still like, yeah. you know, so invested. Other in stories the- to be told. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm so curious. I mean, obviously the guy, the smoking guy, takes the takes the crystal and the sword yeah. somewhere. Yeah, Mister Ina. So to Chicago. That, that's where it right ends. Is he just walks yeah. off with it on the beach, and so it's kind of like, what's going to happen with that? I guess like some musician is going to end up with it somehow. Is he going to Chicago? You know what I mean? Like um, Chicago it, doesn't it have like a huge musical background? Sure. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So yeah. maybe. Uh, maybe that's and it's four issues, right? Is there is there a fifth issue? There's not, right? No, it's, it's just four. it's just nope. four. Yeah. God damn. So yeah, the next issue will be. It's got to be Chicago. I mean, that's what they've been pointing to this whole time. So. Well, even says at the end, next Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah. Well. Oh, is that? <laughs> what is that? 
No, that's the wrong one. That's a different one. Yeah, that's a different oh, one. I meant to do the other song. <laughs> I meant to do uh something, something, something. Yeah, what's that one? How does that Twenty-five go? or six to four. Yeah, twenty-five oh, or six to four. Okay, that yeah. One. yeah, that's the one I yeah. need. Yeah. Okay, good job there. Thanks for the th- thanks for that. <laughs> um, all right, excellent. Well, that was an awesome discussion. I think that we covered this episode down to the minutia. I don't know what else we could discuss, but. Um, if you have thoughts, uh, send them in. We're going to be doing a huge, so I guess like next we'll be doing our issue four discussion after that, you know, hopefully we can get something together with Rob Williams and Lawrence Campbell. I think that would be amazing. And then after that, I want to have like a big listener feedback episode. Where we'll catch up on all the listener feedback that's been piling up in the old mailbag for the last couple months. Yeah, we're going to be picking up on the Hellboy Book Club a little bit more regularly in the coming months. So I'm really excited. Um, and the comics have been so good lately. I'm excited to hear what you guys thought. I'm so excited to read issue four this week. It's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait to have the next discussion. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Sort of hyperbia issue three. That was really good. I really enjoyed this story. I enjoyed the art. I enjoyed the writing. And I want to hear what your thoughts in this. Hey, you damn guys at HellboyBookClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our uh, resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gotahan for the uh, li- listener feedback music. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Only Beast, for the theme music. I want to thank Wes and Hayden for joining us again for this episode. Oh, yes. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, uh, John, for all your editing skills and Danielle for your awesome insights. And for breaking my brain with time. (laughs) Yes. As always, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us a uh, five-star rating because every bit a little bit helps. And if you're looking for a new podcast, join us over at Book Club Member Comics. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, I'm going to link that in the show notes. We're having awesome discussions over there uh, with regarding our Baltimore stuff, you know, and a bunch of other comics. So, yeah, check that out. And also check out uh, Last Book on the Shelf with Hayden and his friends. It's a really great podcast. You can oh, yes. Out. Hey, awesome. Yes. I will also link that in the show notes. That's a great show. Check yeah, it thank out. Thank you, guys. Wes Matthijs has a book club. What's the name of your book club? Book club member comics. Okay. All right. He's doing our outer verse. Okay. Yes. Wes has 30 pounds of rifles and pistols and swords. What? You're, you think that he's got his own? A secret book club. <laughs> he's not telling us about it. All right. And it's making me upset. If you figure out the handshake, I'll tell you it. Okay. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to, they cut till it's like a smash cut to just a big montage of me, like in a laboratory with like a big, like chalkboard with like mathematic equations, trying to figure out the handshake and just like trying <laughs> things out. And John just shaking his head solemnly and it's not working. You're, swir- I you're my swirling on the table. different liquids. Yes. And then there's papers just- flying everywhere. And I, I, it's just a big montage. <laughs> and then I go, I go up to Wes and my clothes are tattered. I have dark circles under my eyes and I just, I just come to him and I, please, the book club and he's just like no you can't come into the book club i won't let you <laughs> okay I- i'm speechless i, have no- <laughs> I, I want in uh. let me in let me into the book club you're in all right wrap this up aubrey help yes uh like john says we'll be back with to discuss the next issue of hyperborea in a couple of weeks but uh join us next week at the book club member comics where we're going to be reading silver surfer by dan slot mike alrad and laura alrad uh so you guys know what to do 
about them floppies, trades, uh, omnis, digitals, hoopla apps, comicsology, if it doesn't suck anymore. And join us next time on the Hellboy Book Club podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm just chilling in the fifth dimension. I'm a pair of red eyes floating in the abyss. I'm a wimbly wombly time traveler. And I'm Robert Lovis saying, I was transported to Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good.